Shapers on Jazz FM. Listen in color. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. The enormous and exhilarating sound of Sing, Sing, Sing from the Benny Goodman Orchestra, inspired by a concert I went to earlier this week at the Royal Academy of Music, where the great Keith Nichols was ensuring that that band played this track absolutely brilliantly. Phenomenal. Thank you and hello. This is me, Elliot Moss, bringing you Jazz Shapers here on Jazz FM. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, alongside their equivalents in the world of business, a business shaper. And my business shaper today is Adam Sofa. He is the co-founder of Joe and Seth's, the gourmet popcorn business. And I'm actually going to be tasting some when we start talking to him. And I'm sure I'll have a mouthful and I apologise in advance. But it's amazing. They taste fantastic. You'll be hearing lots from Adam very shortly. In addition for him from Adam, you'll be hearing from our programme partners at Mishkon Some words of advice for your business. And then there's the music. And there's some fantastic music today, including Nina Simone, Tubby Hayes, and this from Ray Charles. <laughs> Come on in here, Alexander Rack and Band. Come on in here, come on in here. Ray Charles with Alexander's Ragtime Band. Adam Sofa's my business shaper today here on Jazz Shapers. He's the co-founder of Joe and Seth's Gourmet Popcorn, and I'm looking right square in the eye of a gourmet popcorn chef and connoisseur bag of popcorn. I must admit, actually, I've already had some. This is the Belgian white chocolate infused with Madagascan vanilla bean uh, variety, um, and it's delicious. Adam, thank you for joining me. Thanks very much for inviting us. Um, Tell me why I'm sitting here with you and we're, we're talking about popcorn. How did that happen? How does, a, how does a young man like you who'd been working at Deloitte's and Dixon's end up making popcorn for a living? Well, do you know what? It was my dad's recipes for years and years and years. So my dad is called Joseph. Um, and so the brand Joe and Seth's is actually a play on his name. We misspelt it and, and split it into two because he made, he is our chef. He, is, he made us popcorn as children for years. And for years, we wondered why no one else made fantastic flavours you know we have gin and tonic flavour goat's cheese and black pepper and we never understood why and and he retired and I was sort of ready to move on from Dixon's and we thought well let's have a go and see what people think and and that was it we started this journey at a consumer show in Kensington Olympia in London turned up with a carload of popcorn hoped for the life of us it would sell because we couldn't eat that much popcorn ourselves and and it sold and it went mad and that was the beginning of Joe and Seth's. And when you were working in the other world, the non-entrepreneurial one, although although obviously Deloitte's a fantastic business, so is Dixon's, but when it wasn't for yourself, mm. did you have an inkling that you would eventually start your own business? Was there a sense of, oh, I know this isn't quite for me, even though I'm okay and I'm enjoying it? Did you know that? And if you did, where did that thought come from? I Yes, I think I always knew I wanted to do something myself. I reckon I was probably one of the... Um, biggest nightmares to manage so all of my managers um must have must have struggled because i was always hungry to do more and always was frustrated with big corporations and the time it took to do things and i think all these things sort of boiled over and i realized that the only way that i was ever going to be able to 
to do this was to do something on our on our own because you have that freedom to to implement things very quickly um in terms of where it came from my dad was an entrepreneur and his dad was an entrepreneur so i think it probably runs in the genes a bit and that business your father's business was a totally different thing totally different yeah so he he used to run an electrical wholesale business and then food became his thing and if you if you meet my dad you'll realize that food is his thing to be fair (laughs) (laughs) stay with me to find out what adam sofa's things are um the co-founder of joe and seth's the popcorn gourmet popcorn business time for some more music uh this is to love somebody from nina simone That was Nina Simone with her cover, you may not know this, her cover of To Love Somebody, written by Barry and Robin Gibbs of Bee Gees fame. So there you go, if you didn't know that, and now you do. Adam Sofa's my business shaper, um, co-founder of Joe and Seth's, the lovely popcorn people. This business is now, obviously, it's a few million pounds of turnover, which is fantastic, but just go right back to the beginning. So you had this idea, and that's all mm. very well and good, and you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm manageable and I want to work for myself. Actually making it happen, Adam, is not easy. So though, just uh, beyond the it sold really well at the trade fair, mm. how did you then take it on to become a s- sort of scalable business? So do you know, when we when we started, so that first batch that was made for that um, show was made in uh, a kind of rent-by-the-hour kitchen. Um, you can actually go to these places, clean them, cook, clean them and, and leave. And uh, that was made by the three of us and, and on that stand at the uh, at the show was, was four of us standing there and selling it. And it was really ever since all that's happened is we've moved from rent-by-the-hour to rent-by-the-month to a longer lease on the kitchen premises and we've taken on more people to help us do shows um, like that as well. The initial listing, the first, our first customer was Selfridges actually and it came off the back of that show and the, the big queue that was emanating from our stand um, and it was right product, right place, right time and, and it was still in Selfridges today and it's one of our biggest customers so um, which has been fantastic. And along the way, and how long has the business been going now? Five, five years. Five years. Yeah. Uh, along that way, what have been the biggest hiccups that you've had to manage? Have, have there, has there been a kind of, I think this is wrong for us, Dad, even though we love your popcorn moment, or I bet there have been a we've, few? We've had a few. Uh, I mean, do you know what? A touch word, we've been, we've been really lucky, and I think we've, we've made some great decisions, and uh, anything that wasn't quite ideal, we've managed to sort of skip over. Um, in terms of some of the challenges, we, we've we made some flavours that really haven't worked. Um, Banoffee pie popcorn. Didn't work. But I loved it. But, I like Banoffee pie. Yeah. Maybe that doesn't I count. Think, maybe you don't want it in a popcorn. No. I, do you know, maybe. Um, for whatever reason, people didn't get it. Um, which, which one's the best selling one? Salted caramel okay. is, is by far and away the best seller. Although we're, it, we're starting to see that trend wane a little bit. We're seeing some other flavours. Peanut butter in particular is coming through as our strong number, number two flavour at the moment. Um, but those and those hiccups were, were, were just going back to that. Were, yeah. were, were what specifically? What were the things that almost went wrong or were mortal? Um, there was nothing too disastrous, but you know, coming up with flavours that people don't like is, you know, on one sense, is a, is a bit of a kick in the teeth. Like you, you believe that it's going to be a great flavour and, and it works, but um, people, if they don't buy into it, they don't get it. We've had we've had um, 
we export quite a bit and we've had export shipments go a little bit wrong stuck in customs and and things like that as we've learned and uh, and t- kind of struggled into to get into new export markets but nothing really horrific to be honest we've been and lucky. people you haven't had an issue with with hiring people because that must be the hardest thing in the small business like yours um, well it, say small small then but now yeah, we're getting bigger we i think again we've maybe we you know we um we have a great team and i think maybe that's really helped us so our chef from day one from operating that rent by the hour kitchen the chef who was working for another company in that kitchen at the time but preferred popcorn to what she was making at the time um was our chef back then and now is our chef still today and she has a team under her of 13 people so she she's built uh, as she's grown um our packing and warehouse manager um started packing bags of popcorn and is and is now managing a team of uh, 15 and in the office you know um interns who joined for two weeks at a time and now um marketing manager operations manager so we we've we've kind of built i think we've built people and they've grown with us as well as we've as we've grown Stay with me for more from my business show today, Adam Sofa, the co-founder of Joe and Seth's uh, Gourmet Popcorn. Latest travel in a couple of minutes, and before that, some words of wisdom for your business from our programme partners at Mishkondorea. My name's Sharon Tan. I'm a partner in the employment team at Mishcon Dorea. And at Mishcon, we advise all sorts of clients. Um, one minute, we will be advising a global corporation. The next, it will be a senior executive. And the next, it will be an entrepreneur who's just starting out in business for the very first time with the latest new idea. But one thing that's common to all of those businesses, big and small, is social media. We live in a digital age, and obviously that brings some very significant benefits and advantages from a business perspective. But it also brings with it significant risks, particularly when you introduce the unpredictable factor into the equation, which is, of course, human nature and sometimes human error. So employees of all levels these days have a presence on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, to name but a few. And um, whenever they post on social media, they're obviously representing themselves personally. But in certain situations, they're also representing the employer, whether they mean to or not. And in those circumstances, there is the potential for significant damage to be caused to the business, irrespective of the size of the business, if the employee happens to say something that causes reputational damage. And so really a good piece of advice for all businesses, irrespective of size, is to make sure that the employment contracts are properly drafted, that the social media policy is in place, and that all of those things have been clearly communicated to the employees, so that everybody knows in advance where the line's drawn and what the sanctions are if somebody happens to cross the line. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM, in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. You're listening to Jazz Shapers with me, Elliot Moss. Every Saturday morning, I talk to someone who's shaping the world of business, someone who's doing rather well, and we listen to them and we go, I wish it was me. I'm talking to Adam Sofa today, and he's my uh, my business shaper, co-founder of Joan Sess, as I mentioned earlier. You're a young man, Adam. Um, 30? Yes. Yes. You started this business, therefore, when you were 25. My yeah. maths is exceptional yeah. today. That's You talked earlier in a very confident way, a calm way. You know, these people, we've taken them through. We haven't had many issues. We've had some that we've had to deal with. Where have you gone when you didn't know what to do? Because you make it sound straightforward, and I'm sure it isn't, um, but you're obviously a bit of a natural. Have you had outside counsel? And if so, what kind of outside counsel? Um, so all of it has been informal. Um, we have... The great thing about food and drink as a sector is everyone who's been there, done it, got the postcard, is really giving their time. Um, 
and it takes no more than a, a tweet or an email and someone will meet you for a coffee and you can have some fantastic conversations about look I'm trying to export to this country how do I go about it who are you working with in the USA? How did you recruit your whatever? What have you paid your recruiters? All those sorts of questions are the things that, you know, inevitably you get stuck on as a small business. Um, and frankly, most of them have been answered by reaching out to people who have, who have been there and, and done it and, and already got uh, a lot of success in, in their, along their journey. And all the other stuff. I mean, that's fantastic that there are, it's so open and that people are collaborative. Mm. And that's my, my sense as well of kind of the new era of business. Um, but for the the really pointy stuff, yeah. you know, tax returns and, yeah. and structuring the way that you you look at um, your business and, and and all the contracts you have to deliver on, yeah. How have you kind of learnt what you need and what you don't need? Because that's a bit of a minefield, isn't it? Yeah, I think um, so. Initially, we started off uh, having no idea how on earth you should invoice a customer, so I created an Excel template to do it in and hope for the best and and sort of as you got beyond a thousand invoices that excel kind of broke and we realized we needed a system um so you then look you know for example what account system um, should you go out and and get and um we have uh, we do have great advisors we have accountants um we have uh, um kind of lawyers who we reach out to um every now and again and i think those people have coached us as to look this is the system that is the best recognizes in this area um and we've generally taken their advice and implemented them so i think there are definitely some specialists in in those different areas that have, have helped us but nothing faces you you don't look faced no i quite like a challenge do you like new honest. stuff is that the thing I, I love new yeah i think i'm not one of those entrepreneurs that insists on having something new every day i, I like to think that um along with my dad we, and my mum we can run the business still as entrepreneurs but also as day-to-day business people but i do love um new things and we have some really exciting stuff coming out later this year um that will i hope revolutionize the uh, the popcorn category yet again and that that really excites me i love disrupting things the revolution is coming up yes. very shortly but first we've got some music and this is aretha franklin with think That was Aretha Franklin with the rather well-known Think. Um, you can't not like that, really, even if you've heard it a million times. Adam, um, we were talking before about things that don't phase you, which is good, because that's most things. You, you quite like um, new stuff. You, you're obviously in a family business, and yeah. um, the dynamic between mum, dad, and son, and now your brother, who I yeah. believe has come into business a few years younger than you, I know in my own family, uh, and I, if I sat around the kitchen table and we were in the same business... Um, I imagine that would get quite fruity sometimes. I mean, you know, I talk with my parents about business, their business and, and the business I work in and so on. But that's not the same as running the same business. Do yeah. you? Does it get a bit fruity? Do you know, uh, look, it sounds really cliche what I'm going to say. And I, I don't mean it to be. When we started, I'll be honest, when we started the business, uh, it was there was a learning of about six months of how do you speak, how do I speak to my parents about business uh, and how do they speak to me as their son but also trying to run, run a business alongside them and that that was the first six months was difficult um but ever since then do you know what we we are all so aligned i think that's the beauty of a family business we're so aligned in terms of what we're trying to achieve 
there is and how hard we all work there is never really a reason to disagree because fundamentally someone is going to have the right answer it's just a matter of bringing the bringing the other two um to to realize that the the answer is correct whoever that person might be what made it difficult i mean uh, try and you know i was it something along the lines of, you know, your dad says something and he says, but you've got to listen to me, I'm your father? Yes. Was it that, was that the dynamic? Absolutely. From, from, you know, from, from his side, I think it was, like, I've been telling you what to do ever since you were zero. And, and uh, I, I think that took a lot of, uh, and, and he's amazing that he's, he's, you know, we respect each other. And I think that's what it, what it comes down to is it was learning to respect each other's abilities and what we, what we bring to the table. And, he, you know, he's got years and years of amazing experience and, and knowledge about, business and how it works which which is invaluable and has, and has meant that we've got where we are today my mum has this way with people that mean that we can have a team of 35 and and she sort of manages all of that you know it's, it's amazing um, and I've got different experience as well and I think it's about bringing all of that together and and uh yeah respecting each other and, and what we all do and I imagine you have a daily kind of check-in because sometimes you would as I have with my own family you sometimes just do kind of revert to type Yes. I'm sure you don't. You don't always hold the line. I'm sure sometimes it becomes, you know, you are their son again. Yes, I think that's. And sometimes, on both sides, my mum is very good at actually. Right, we're talking like we're family now, um, and and kind of forget the work stuff and, and you know whatever's going on this weekend is going on this weekend. And I think there is an element of we need to you know you need to keep both. Uh, kind of remember that you're still a family and but have this fantastic hobby, passion, and business that that is um, a world of popcorn. Family first and a world of popcorn second. Yes. And that's the order. That's Good. It. Um, final chat coming up with Adam. And plus, we'll be playing a track from Tubby Hayes. That's after Lace's Traffic and Travel. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Lady E from Tubby Hayes and the All-Stars, and Tubby used to play with Ronnie Scott, just in case you didn't know. Um, Adam Sober's my business shaper, just for a few more precious minutes, and we talked about business first, family second. The business has grown, and it's grown really pretty quickly, actually, because the, you know food, food business, difficult to get the product right, difficult to get the distribution right, difficult for lots of reasons. Selfridges was that first pop. I believe mm. you were the, one of the popcorn or the popcorn provider at the Olympics. Yes. Fantastic. Harvey Nicks, you're in Harrods, you're in Whole Foods. I mean, literally, it's the who's who of the, the places you'd like to be in as a luxury yeah. business. When did you know it was going to be a success? When, at which point did you go, do you know what? This is more than just a thing we've tried. This is actually going to make a living for us all. Do you know, we always had this objective of making the best tasting popcorn. That was what we set out to do. We weren't trying to be the cheapest or the healthiest or the whatever. It was all about taste. And we've it was when we first got the Great Taste Awards, like the Oscars of the food world, and... Um, They've never given a popcorn brand a great taste award at the time. You know, it was unheard of. And we got something like in our first year, five awards. We're like, well, blimey. And we're now fortunate to have 24 great taste awards. And I think it was when we started getting that recognition from true foodies and the sales in places like Selfridges and Whole Foods, consumers were going back and buying more. Um, we thought, hold on a second, this isn't. This is going somewhere. This is really quite exciting. And it starts to build, it builds momentum very quickly in, in food. You know, people talk about it on social media and they order from your website. And um, yeah, the other thing that's very funny as well is you get 
we have our own website, so you can go on to joanseffs.co.uk and order. Um, that was a plug, wasn't yeah, it? I just, it, just, it, it just, slipped. I, I love the way you did so naturally. <laughs> it just slipped out. Um, <laughs> but we, uh, when we started getting orders, and you see them come in on my emails uh, from the product, head of product development at a, another big retailer and the buyer at some other big retailer and starting to take us seriously as a, as a popcorn company and trying to copy it and, and replicate it, we thought, well, hold on, this is, we've got something quite unique now. The foodie bit of it, because, I mean, you, your background isn't food. How have you got to that culinary level where you are winning X number of awards with a great tasting? How, how have you managed to do that? Who's the, who's the driver of that bit? So my dad is our chef. He, he still to today will create the flavour, the very first batch of whatever new flavour we bring out. Um, it, is his and 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 it then gets handed over to our kitchens who make sure that we keep that consistency of flavor across every single batch that we make but the the secret frankly is um we don't have a, a massive amount of automation it is genuinely handmade and everyone says handmade on their packaging but we there are real hands that have gone into making um joe and seth's we use fantastic natural ingredients we air pop the corn we don't fry it which basically means we blast hot air on it um and, and then you don't have that taint of oil covering the popcorn, so you get much richer flavour. We use premium quality corn, so you get bigger pieces. And so it's, it's a, we kind of reinvented every single bit of the process to mean that the end product was different to anything else that's out there. The international element of it also has expanded rapidly, and yes. you mentioned earlier about you know getting advice from people when mm. you want to know who the distributor should be in another country. Have you an ambition to go globally? Is that, is that the thing? You're going to be everywhere where, who, everywhere and anywhere. Is that is that what it is? I think, yes. Uh, you've got to be a little bit careful. You don't spread yourselves too thin. I think that's the advice I've been given. Um, but certainly, you know, my ambition for however many years it's going to take us is to be in every single premium food store and cinema across the world. And we're now in 17 countries we distribute to. And we're actually really fortunate. The Grocer, which is like the, the magazine in the food industry, gave us their gold award for exports. Um, so there was little old... Me and my brother actually at the ceremony, getting up on the stage in front of the Sainsbury's CEO and the who, you know the who's who of the of the industry, um, in recognition of of that, which is fantastic. But yes, it is. We we have a great product. It's unique. We should be in lots of countries um, because they don't have it themselves as well. So. Well, listen, I hope you come back in a few years when your business is £300 million and you've you, you so you successfully Fingers sold crossed. and done all sorts of things, but you're still in control because I know you love it. Yeah. Adam, thank you. You've been a great guest. Let me know, just before you go, though, what's your song choice and why have you chosen it? Song choice? Um, well, this one was a fairly easy one. James Brown, Mother Popcorn. Don't need to say much more than that. Here it is. <laughs> The inspired choice of my business shaper today, Adam Sofa, with Mother Popcorn from James Brown. A family business, and it's nice to hear someone talking as both a son and a shareholder and a partner in a business there, and that kind of challenging that dynamic with mum and dad. It's, it seems to be working. A focus on taste. These guys knew exactly what they wanted to do with their dad's passion, and that was create something of real value to our taste buds. And finally, a common sense approach. The last five years, these guys have really just talked to people naturally as well as got the more formal advice, and it's really paying dividends. It's fantastic to hear. All good stuff. Do join me again, same time, same place. That's next Saturday, 9am sharp, for another edition of Jazz Shapers. Meantime, stay with us, because coming up next, it's Mr Nigel Williams.
Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM in partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.